welcome back to the Seattle Sucks podcast. And since you're hearing my sweet, dulcet tones, it means that uh, Colin is dead again. <laughs> so. yeah. He promised us he would never leave us again. <laughs> yeah. Well, just oh. like just like both our dads, yeah. Colin is gone again. After recording last week's episode, Colin said he was just going out for Mountain Dew. <laughs> And we haven't seen him since. <laughs> so, if you, I'm sure he's just lost. So, if you see Colin once again, just contact the show. Let us know. Let us know he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you see a, a guy uh, like a, a very tall man in dad jeans, like uh, trimming some random person's lawn with a scissors, uh, give us a ring. Well, so we have. So uh, Brian's here. I'm here. We have called in. The heavy hitters. We've got the panel on the line Mm -hmm. and here with us in studio to talk about what you all want to hear. You want that biting, up-to-the-minute Seattle Sucks analysis and reporting. We are going to do it. We're here with Bryn Roth. Say hello, Bryn. Hi. We've got Ben Udishan. Hello. Hi. They are the hosts of the new podcast, Red Diaper Baby, and we have brought them here to talk about, friends and comrades, the presidential debate. Right now, we're going to break it down, minute by minute, uh, laugh line by laugh line. (laughs) Guys, thoughts right away. What are your thoughts on the presidential debate, everybody? What do you got, Brad? um, It definitely reminded me of two toddlers within... A preschool classroom. And that they both shit their pants during the debate. Well, in a lot of ways, yeah. They're both spitting a lot and stomping their feet, their feet, their feet a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and one had a had a deadly disease they were spreading the entire time. So. Oh, true, that, true. That is every very applicable with, actually. With, with a petri dish, yes, yes. Uh, oh wait, like, guys! Breaking news: uh, Trump is dead, or alternately, Trump is dying. Or alternately, Trump is healthy again. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for the oh, no. We'll just fill in whichever one is true by yeah, the time we yeah. release this. Uh, <laughs> by the time this comes out sometime tomorrow or late at night tomorrow. Um, yeah, who knows? Any, it could be anything. He said he was yeah. feeling really good. Don't be but, afraid. Don't be afraid. Then he was people. gasping for breath. But So I don't know. Don't I'm just let so it confused. dominate your life. Yeah, don't be afraid to hope. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think we're obviously it goes without saying we're all hoping that he uh, kicks the bucket in uh, whatever way is the funniest. Uh, yeah, and that his he last words will be, "I can't breathe." Yeah, I just hope that he. Oh God, no! Yeah. Damn! <laughs> wow, Brent. I hope he doesn't die from COVID. I hope as he's leaving the hospital. He steps in a custodial bucket, gets his foot caught in it, and then goes like, whoa! Yeah, and exactly. he already left the hospital, Knocks though. a bunch of bops over, and then falls down the stairs. And it didn't happen, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets his head stuck in a jar at the bottom of the stairs, and that's how he dies. In the cookie jar? Yeah. <laughs> well, I... I I mean, yeah, it'd be super cool if he dies. I think I'm just so... This whole... It's all just so confusing. Like, after the debate, <laughs> like, Brian wanted to... Do like an emergency podcast. Yeah, I called an emergency podcast. And Greg, in typical I, fashion, I just rebuffed. goes, I don't want to. <laughs> I, re- I was like, nah, that sucks. I'm not doing that. But the main reason was I encouraged Colin Brian to like record their thoughts and put it out after the debate. But the main reason was because all I was thinking, what was going through my head and what I was 
feeling and thinking about it what just sounded to like to me like desperate lib pundit brained cope and <laughs> oh yeah and i was like i and I was not ready to say that. And then the thing is, I now, if I'm going to think anything about it, I still kind of think that. I still kind of think what I was thinking that night, which is... Um, Too good to be true? I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's you know, it, it, it was a blessing in my life, certainly. Yeah. But, like, beyond that, like, um, I just, I, for some, somehow, we could go through the, like, you know, psychoanalyzing the American voter and, like, uh, again, it would all just sound like, like I was an, like a talking head on MSNBC, but um, I honestly think I, it was. I think Trump looked like shit, and I think he just he fucking ended it. I think he ended it. That's what I think. I I, <laughs> I don't know. I can't help it. Well, That's my instinct. Look, anything could happen. Doesn't like, and it's so hard to understand what anybody's going to make of any of this. But I think um, you can't. Again, this sounds so lame, and so sounds like the shit they were saying four years ago. But I think you can't go up there after four years of being president with the same shtick because everyone already knows the answer to what if this guy actually was president what if we voted this wild card in what would happen and and now to come full circle on that i think you have you're looking at that and he's and then he's also going like man we're gonna do great things when i'm president like he basically (laughs) said it's like dude like i think i think this that like the fact that he couldn't come out there and make a case really and was just like a grouchy, like catty old lady, like yeah. in in the the early throes of COVID. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I just early I think, throes for himself. I think um, I I because here's the thing: I watched the debate four years ago, and I was like, oh, I get this. I get why Trump is, you know, going to at least come close to this. I get like this is going to resonate with a lot of people, and there's going to be some diehard hangers on. But if you're at this point, there's so much. With COVID, with the economy, like, if you're a diehard Trumper, it's because you're forcing out reality. You, like, have decided what to believe, and you're, but that's a thin veil, you know? Like, so when you see him, the the avatar of this whole thing up there, just not being able to articulate anything beyond what he, the same shit he was saying four years ago, but way worse, way less charismatic mm-hmm. and interesting. Not just for having it, for being played out at this point, but also for just his... Like, he just looked like shit. Like, he just looked no, like absolute shit. they don't care anymore. Uh, I was just talking to my dad uh, today. My cousin, step-cousin, got married on Saturday, and I asked him how it went. And he's like, oh, well, there was about five people wearing masks out of 200 people. And my parents and my grandma were of the three, uh, three of the five. Um, wow. So they just still don't give a shit, even though Trump has... COVID, even though he says horrid things, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, and ma- so maybe I'm totally wrong. I think, though, I think it's it's percentages. This whole thing's going to be, could be, mm. you know, very close. Like, it's just, my sense is not that all of Trump America is going to turn against Trump, but, like, the 2% necessary for him to lose. Mm. That, well, I don't know. That's that's my read. This was a bit though. We weren't really going to talk about the debate because it's like so played <laughs> yeah. out. Like that was meant to be a joke, but like I went off on it anyway. Um, I, but what I was trying to get to saying was like it's. it's please like, talk more about it. <laughs> is that now? I was feeling that, and then this thing with him getting COVID is like you could look at that any thousand different ways. Like I think how he, that affects the election. I think Trump got COVID because Biden said inshallah. 
Didn't you? Yeah, yeah. About that? yeah. He yeah, prayed. Yeah. Biden prayed. Yeah, he uh, prayed. He, he faced Mecca, and uh, bam, there, there you go. Saladin's revenge. It is the one true faith. It's the one true faith. Oh my god. I mean, it is funny online. They've already like instantly moved to the Trump got shot with the COVID gun, the deep state COVID gun. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so absolutely. If he, so if he does die, like I mean, this country's gonna get so fucking stupid so fast. It's gonna be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, but but, 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 but yeah, I will maybe. say. Maybe. What were you saying, Ben? Oh, I was just, just going to say, I mean, you're you're saying that Trump hasn't uh, accomplished anything or, you know, like he's doing the same shtick. But, guys, all those cruise ships are filled up to the brim with celebrity pedophiles now. Like, <laughs> like it is it is full. It is good. Like, the poop cruise will finally be, you know, <laughs> released on the most, you know, the most just vic- victims, you know? Finally. Some Final. justice. At long last. <laughs> At long last, Carnival Cruise can stop using that Iggy Pop song that I like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I did see a tragic photo on Twitter of all the cruise ships uh, just getting, you know, torn apart in a fucking oh, scrap scrapped, yard. Yeah. And, uh, what are my parents going to do in the winter? I was just going to say... Your mom and dad, they're yeah. going to cry. They better not come visit us in the winter. Well, yeah. No, no, you know I got to for life? <laughs> Was that everyone on Jeffrey Epstein's flight log? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Less for life in that they want it like shot into their body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. well, I will say I will say about the you know, last sort of maybe thoughts on the debate was I did as a normal human being does the next morning pop onto the uh, NYPD message boards to see what they Super thought about fucking it. Normal. Oh God. <laughs> and, How do you uh, get on there? Huh? Uh, it's called the rant with two E's and it's now it's it splits every like, you know, three months because it gets discovered and they move to a different one. But if you just search the rant, you can find it. It's pretty easy. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but, the, uh, but the funny part was is they were overwhelmingly either saw it as a complete wash or were worried that Biden looked too good. So that so from the minds of the absolute psychopaths of the NYPD, uh, that seemed to be their position on it. I will say the the de- all the decorum debate that happened afterwards. I think this was the best debate presidential debate I've ever fucking seen. Oh, it was the fact that all they did was Great. yell at each other with no awesome. fucking moderation ruled. And I think it revealed because it had an antagonistic for the first time ever had an antagonistic format. <laughs> it actually revealed the contradictions in both of them and forced them to take the mask off and reveal uh, they're not doing anything for anybody. <laughs> like that, that, was, that was the message yeah. of the debate. We're all going to die. The joke. Yes. The <laughs> joke know, of it like, is, is like, by stripping away the decorum and the sort of performative um, differences of the two parties, right, and, like, just taking it down to... It's like, if you're a normal human, you're looking at them um, being so uh, angry at each other, and in a normal situation, like, a, a real, like, world that made any sense, if the two people are are that, like, out of control... But are like campaigning for like to be leader of the world. They so it, like there would be some substantive disagreements, you know. Yeah, yeah. You would like that would be part of what they were arguing about. But all the closest they ever came to that was they they were in agreement. The angriest they ever got was agreeing with each other. Like, no, I hate the left more and love more than you do. Like yeah. that. That is the 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 most heated it got was like. That and the rest was all bullshit, you know? So, yeah. like, there was at no point 
were was anyone up there saying anything substantive which i think if you're like a regular human being you would maybe that would seem weird to you um <laughs> whereas like the, when it's all sort of performative and uh mannered like it that feels like a a mis- like a, a layer of mystery a mystification that you can't pierce through to see what the substantive things they really mean are you know mm. but that i don't know anyway this is all bullshit who cares yeah. the cool thing is that trump <laughs> who cares? may die but like i was saying like i i was feeling like for the first time after the debate i was feeling like okay uh i i think maybe trump's gonna lose i can like take a deep breath here it'll be close but i don't really know but i'm feeling i was feeling less bad about it. and now i mean who the fuck knows yeah. yeah. He could get a big sympathy bump whether he lives or dies. If he dies, I mean, mm. we he could end up winning and we could have the uh you know, four years plus a month of or two of uh Mike Pence, you know? Yeah. And but awesome. He's know. gonna he's he's gonna call the entire country mother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is the motherland. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, <laughs> If if Trump dies, the Democrats will vote to have his face added to Mount Rushmore. Yeah, you know, right. Out of a yeah. sense of propriety. So. No, that's no, absolutely. There'll be a. Ju- imagine the state funeral. Imagine the like weeping mm, commentators. Yeah, yeah. Mike Pence leading the whole thing with like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer by his side. You know, like, oh yeah, giving yeah. you know. <laughs> if uh, Nancy Pelosi looking, doesn't like reboot every five minutes. Yeah. I mean, it. yeah, but but that is a tough thing. It's like there there that could rally people around trump it could be a big sympathy bump but it's still like this problem where people don't necessarily know what to do with a ballot don't like you can imagine like america is very sort of dumb and detached and you can imagine still a lot of people going like wait but i can't i can't actually vote for the dead guy can i i mean you absolutely can <laughs> um but who the fuck knows i i mean if anything what you know you brian you and i have talked about is that everything just comes down to owning or getting owned. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And if he dies or <laughs> remains very society. sick, he the ownership society. <laughs> yeah. uh, if he dies or remains very sick through the election, which is very possible, mm-hmm. uh, he, you know, I think that's him getting owned. And then I think it's a uh, no. wash. It's like him just getting sick is still kind of getting owned, even if he survives it. But he could get a like. He could get a bump from owning the virus yeah. and the libs. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't know. It's 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 tricky. It's tricky. I don't know. I nothing. There's no there's no firm ground. There's too many variables. There's too you can't. There's too many variables in American politics now. It's too. It's all. It's a brave new world. Well, maybe we should break it down to something a little easier to understand. <laughs> maybe something <laughs> childlike, even. Mm-hmm. This is how we do segues around here, beautifully. <laughs> Badly. <laughs> Impostic, yes. Seamless. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, Bren and Ben, or Bren, as I like to call the two of you. <laughs> sure, um, why not? we had you guys on once before in the hilarious first episode where we all had individual microphones Mm -hmm. and for some reason it sounds like we're all shouting into each other's mics at the same time we kind of were um (laughs) and uh you know when i saw that that set up the first time i was kind of like i don't know about this but i didn't want to say anything (laughs) and then i ended up being right ended up being right (laughs) 
That's all right. Uh, I recorded 10 minutes of audio on Greg's boat one time before Jason Rigdon leaned over to my computer and was like, I don't think the mics are on. And he like, and he, he literally hit the buttons on my key, on my computer to turn the fucking mics active. Uh, that rules. Like, nice. That but, rules. But anyways, you guys are on so we could, you know, to talk about child care. And of mm-hmm. course, we botched it through our, you know, natural ability to be a technical disaster. Uh, so you guys decided immediately after that, I'm thinking to create your own podcast about uh, child care, right? Yeah, uh, red exactly. diaper babies. It's immediately It's just been two yeah. years of procrastination yeah. since. Yeah. 18 yeah. months later. It took us 18 months to do one episode. <laughs> you had to buy the mics. Well, you have to, <laughs> you have to develop the, the idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I don't know why it took us so long, to be quite honest. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was basically I... Uh, I was well work actually child child True. care got in the way of my uh, project trying to talk about child care honestly <laughs> that's the real truth and yeah. then I thought for some reason someone else wanted to hear another leftist podcast about federal <laughs> politics anyways that was it's fine um yeah so uh yeah so we we started we did our first episode of red diaper baby um whoop, whoop. and um for people who are confused as i learned when i posted the link to it on different nanny and childcare pages everyone thinks it means you have a a, bleeding, a bleeding asshole that's what I everyone know. was it's... saying they uh, were like red diaper that sounds like that makes me really scared, actually. Just you know, those those two words together. So. Brian's mom actually made a comment on the Facebook about mm-hmm. the same thing about love it. Basically, needing some diaper ointment or ooh, yeah, that sounds awful. Red diaper at night. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nanny's Wait. delight. Red <laughs> yeah. night. Red diaper at morn. Say morning. Say uh, nanny. Take warning. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a nice. I bought, I bought that adage. Always yeah. in warning. Yes, always. <laughs> yeah, pretty always. much. You know, yeah. it was it was so funny because when I heard the name of it being a giant dork, I instantly was like. What a perfect name for a podcast. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, like, fucking amazing. solid name, Aces. Yeah. You nailed it. Right. So, I so love it's good. It, it's, a, yes. it's good for uh, for communism dorks, I guess. Basically, yeah. So yeah. It feels like we just need to have like one solid episode or segment that just explains the name. Exactly. Guys, does it mean the child's butthole is bleeding? <laughs> right. well, 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 Ben, for, for our <laughs> listeners, what is a red diaper baby? Why, why don't you clear the air? <laughs> It's a it's it's well, a baby whose parents are calm were communists communist. like back yeah. back in the day like you remember the American Communist Party and you had or your parents were and you were a red diaper baby that's yep. all you can, you can be a red diaper baby today can't you yeah I guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean well, I guess yeah, that's kind of where I, we're who, going for like yeah you know. exactly I'm trying my best you know, you know people are age. Sadly, you have children. <laughs> yeah, some do. <laughs> some don't, you do. Don't, don't you have a kid, Ben? <laughs> no, no, I don't have a kid. He's got two kitty cats. Just, I got two kitty cats. He does have two kids, just yeah. like we have a child, but they're yeah. cats. Well, well and, I mean, I talk about the kids that I nanny that I like as though they're my children. True. So. Yeah. What about the ones you don't like? <laughs> still, uh, it, uh, they're still um, your clients. kids. They're my clients. clients. They're well, my clients. They're I, this one client. Yeah. No, but well, we uh, should actually talk about what the show is, right? And not just <laughs> how I'm mean to some children. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brain, what's what's the show about? Um, Give well, us the... 
So our our uh, our podcast, Red Diaper Baby, is about um, capitalism, crisis, and childcare. Um, you know, we are talking about childcare in the past and present, and what it might look like in the future. So um, there's not really any other podcasts like it. And Ben and I have worked in early, you know early childhood or childcare for a long time, and it's something that a lot of us you know, want, because um, what we do isn't really represented. Like, of course, there's talk about, you know, for parents, childcare for them, but nothing really touches on the personal experience of the caregivers, right? And what we go through, what that looks like. And we do talk about parenting, you know, that's important as well. Um, But in a a very different way than, um, you know, what is really out there, you know? Yeah. Well, we're out there we, to crush uh, and own all the mom, mommy bloggers. Wow. Yes. They really are your they nemesis. I mean, they are. When they are. we abolish the nuclear family, oh, the no. mother will be nothing and the nanny will be everything. Yeah, well, the mom, exactly. I fucking hope so. The mommy bloggers are first against the wall. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. But so, you know, I, I think that's what's interesting about y'all's podcast. So, like, you know, me, Greg Collin, we're just like, well-to-do podcast impresarios, right? You know, just Classic. well-to-do li- yeah. living off That's our podcast. That's for you, Erica C. Yeah. Barnett. Yeah, li- we're living off our podcast millions and, uh, you know, just sort of skating by talking about politics because it's like a leisure activity for us. But you guys, <laughs> you guys are actual uh, workers. You're your Marxist, uh, you know, working class uh, just slaving away in the podcast <laughs> or in the podcast, podcast <laughs> slaving away in the childcare fields. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, raising the kids. And I've heard that raising children is the most important job that you can do. So I assume it's very well compensated and respected. Mm. Uh, but what, you know, maybe what, what kind of jobs have you guys had in childcare? So we can get, get off on this here. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I started in, uh, child care when I was 16. So I've been doing this for 19 years. So I started as an after school teaching assistant and I've been a lead teacher. I've been a nanny. I, all of it. Um, and, uh, it's wonderful and fucking awful at the same time. <laughs> so you're 16 and watching children. Yeah. Babies oh, raising yeah. babies. Babies raising babies. <laughs> I got the job. My, uh, the, what would be my future boss uh, sat me on the floor, handed me a baby and asked me questions and then offered me a job. <laughs> She's like, oh, that, I mean, that's all you need to do at that point. <laughs> I, of course, went to college just to learn how to change a diaper because they don't let men you have, to have a lot more qualifications. But no, no. Yeah. So I've 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 worked in some sort of like after school program or child care, probably the majority of my working time. I had like a few other jobs, but um, I've like was mainly at a preschool and then was a nanny for, you know, six, seven years now. Mm. And I, I guess I was. Bad. Yeah. But probably the worst job I ever had in childcare was I um, worked at like <laughs> I probably shouldn't say the place's name because it's still mm. a business. And it's uh. like it's like <laughs> in the uh, it's in the Seattle area. But um, it was this like after school program slash dance studio. What? That this is the Magnolia Mindset Academy. We're going to be very upset. No, almost. <laughs> but it was, it was very focused on North Indian 
Hindu people who like immigrated here from to like work in the tech industry on the east east side now i basically just gave it away if you put all that shit together but whatever it's fine <laughs> um they still owe me money so i don't really oh, care shit. you know um, so yeah it was one of those jobs where they were constantly changing my hours and they were constantly shifting what, what my responsibilities were and they just would basically just put me where wherever and they didn't know what to do, do with me and so, uh, I, I could do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Say, I was like, uh, oh, couldn't be any wetter. Yeah. Yeah. They put you in all the places and didn't know what to do with you because unfortunately you're a male in this industry. Yeah. In that's that. That was a, that was a problem. Actually, yeah. they just were so confused what to, to do with yeah. me. And they just well, were, it just was so obvious. Like the person who owned it and ran it was like younger than me. And like, again, oh. she was just like someone who just like, I don't know. I don't know. She like got a bunch of money or something and was like, I'm going to open a dance studio. But then she realized, oh. oh shit, I have to pay, I have to pay rent. So I'm just going to like hire like a few random people <laughs> off of Craigslist. <laughs> and then like, what not if it was also a weeks. child farm? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was in like the middle of like a, a, it was just like an empty like office that they just like filled up with sort of shit. It was terrible. They just but, filled um, it with children. That's all. Yeah, just children. <laughs> and I felt so bad for all these uh, children. They were all very, very cute. But again, that's the problem with uh, childcare is, um, like obviously there's the classic you know like marxist way to talk about you know ex exploitation surplus value all that stuff but like there's also this like way that working in childcare, because a lot of the times the things you're working with are very cute and very like <laughs> sometimes very loving if you can build any sort of human connection at all that is like kind of used against you oh, as yeah. a worker so mm -hmm. it, it was well, like, don't you love the kids? Don't yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> don't you love what you're doing? Then why are you being so greedy? Asking about money. Yeah. Like, why are you asking to be paid like more than 30? Why are you asking to be treated like a human being? I mean, you're supposed yeah. to, you're here to treat the children well, right? Not you being treated well. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, it's, the same thing is used against teachers, against yeah. mm -hmm. people in the nurses. medical profession, especially mm -hmm. nurses, because it's and it's similar to different th things used in other in, uh, industries. But it's like in that in that category, it's like the second you've decided, oh, I'm gonna make my living doing something that's necessary for human care. Uh, it imply you it. It's like implies that it's you're doing that because uh, you're a saint mm -hmm. right? yeah. and thus uh, just doing your saintly work and and need nothing beyond the fulfillment of that. Right. Or or it's held hostage against you. The fact that it's that the people you're serving, the, the human beings who need the care that they do is held hostage against you as like the minute you back away from that, you're harming those people you're caring for. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's just like one of those core aspects of any kind of like care work in um, a capitalist uh, economy. And it's also a thing that um, sort of I think uh, the the like tension between um, the uh, that sort of feeling of like I'm doing a job that is very necessary. Right. 
I feel like in a lot of ways, the times when I was doing the kind of childcare work that was like the most necessary was the time I was being paid the least. Mm-hmm. That there's kind of this like cyclical thing. Um, the recently late David Graeber, he wrote that book, Bullish at Jobs. It was like the mm-hmm. last book, the last book he wrote. And he kind of talks about this. And it's like a, it's a very common trend in the economy in um, general. And I think it just, it's, it's just kind of telling about the like ways that honestly, like a lot of bosses and like executives are paid the most because they are the least important. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's a, it's a, you know, as like with the red diaper baby, when we are getting very, <laughs> very highfalutin in our uh, private chats, you know, um, and we're talking about how we're going to, this is going to be, this will finally be the podcast that will bring in socialism. Sorry. Um, oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, we, you know, all the groundwork that's been laid by all the other podcast exactly. episodes of Seattle sucks. That, um, <laughs> you know, we, exactly. we started the jar and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to pop that lid. That's, that's how it, that's how it works. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But no, but, but like childcare is just like a really good area of the economy and like where you can just kind of see all of these different functions happening at once because Mm -hmm. you also obviously as we already mentioned you deal with a lot of gender issues and you deal with a lot of issues around um people's like home lives and their emotional lives and then how their emotional lives are affected by their work which they have to you know it's cyclical very Mm -hmm. much so so well it's also interest like it is obviously this you know sort of quintessentially important and necessary work for any society caring for young Mm -hmm. people call it social reproduction whatever but tell me about like how far you guys think like the reality of it is from how it should be i mean what i'm saying (laughs) is like you can imagine like we also need like teachers and schools and we can complain about like how bad our public schools are, how unequal they are, um, how, you know, racist our education system is, how Mm -hmm. the rich send their kids to private school. But, I, you know, you can still imagine in a better... Yeah, if we do... If if we do crank out enough podcast episodes (laughs) um, and there's, you know, and bring about the revolution, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I can imagine there basically being schools and teachers. um, But, like, the... Sitch, what like what does um but right now what there is is yeah there's nannies for uh some rich people in their homes mm-hmm. and then there's uh daycares uh for some people who can afford that who <laughs> uh mm-hmm. and then there's uh people working at as nannies and at these daycares who have kids themselves who are somehow being taken care of by someone else or like like it does not yeah. never really makes sense to me like it I mean, yeah. How much does all of this suck? Like, well, I mean, <laughs> a lot. A, yeah, a lot. Um, you know, and that's the weird part is like, I could speak for both Ben and I. You know, we l- absolutely love what we do, but we also fucking hate it. I mean, you know, in those pieces that you just discussed. Yeah. Um, you know, it's we are not respected in any fucking way, and yet we do a very significant like thing and a very important thing. And I hate to sound like a, a dick, but like 
we do better than most parents, like the parents of the children <laughs> that we're taking care of. Um, but yeah. yet we're still, you know, the help. Right, right. Yep. So, like, how do we abolish the nuclear family? <laughs> like, I mean, not, it's not a surprise to probably anyone listening. I mean, that doesn't sound like a radical thing to say that you two who people who really like children, like being around mm. them, have put time into it in terms of a career, even have some training, would be... Uh, you know, more beneficial influence in a child's life minute to minute and over the course of time than their ran the random fucking parents they were sat like stuck with right. in a prison in a prison like it's <laughs> in a you know like uh yeah I mean that doesn't sound like a radical statement to me at all right. you know because I have well, parents like <laughs> I guess like <laughs> personally for me and how I approach what I do you know, what we do um, working in, in childcare is I don't look at it as like, I mean, it is me loving children, but my job is to help instill like uh, these skills and social, uh, social emotional skills for children to be like good, like people in their community and society and how to help you know, I'm trying to brainwash your children into being communists. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I was going to say, I just teach my kids how to sing the international. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a month where I just play Bala Chow all the time. Sure, <laughs> yeah. There you go. But, okay, very good. Excellent. But, but I mean, you know, the difference between what we do and what, say, a parent, like raising your child is very individualistic. Right. Yeah. It's, it's individualism. And what we do is not, you know, uh, I don't know. I, and I think well, you're essentially ra yeah, you're raising a child in a workplace. Right. Because yeah. mm -hmm. it's your work. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, what if, Greg had just said something about asking about nannies that have children and somebody else taking care of them. most nannies that have their own children take their children to work. Yeah, exactly. Um, which That's is the thing also I'm already really struggling. About, and right. I don't even have kids, but I'm like, well, I guess I got to figure that out too. I guess this means right? I can't like sign a uh, contract for longer than a year because, well, what if I have a kid, you know? Exactly. So, and it's really yeah. hard. And Ben's got a double whammy because he's male. And if he's male and has a kid, like most people, they're either going to try to tell you they're going to pay you less because you're bringing your child to work. Oh, yeah. And that's right. Um, and then he also, I mean, sorry, I'm, I'm speaking for you, but he already has a really hard time because they take one look at him and they're like, oh, you're a man. I mean, their immediate thought is, oh, my God, you're going to touch my child. No, you I know? mean, it's 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 100 percent true that I have had. um just in the past year, I've had five different nanny jobs. None of them have actually ended because of any, like, issue with me. It's mainly been Kura, Rona, or, like, related. I had, like, one family that, like, moved, you know? But in every single one of those jobs, there has been a queer family in it. Like, mm -hmm. that has been a necessary mm -hmm. thing for me. And in some ways, I have an advantage, particularly with, like, queer families, but that's mainly just because of a sense of like, oh, shit, it's probably, you know, like they just they may <laughs> see themselves in some context of being sort of like slightly outside of gender norms. But mm -hmm. talk talking about the new the nuclear family, it's important, I think, to um, 
differentiate between the nuclear family and family in um, yeah. general because it is true sort of this when we say like the nuclear family and we think of sort of that like post-war version of the family that is sort of like segmented in our little boxes in the suburbs down, you know the nucleus down to the smallest <laughs> exactly. possible form of what literally you can call right? a family right that's yeah. why it's you know so literally just the, yes this post-war idea uh for which all housing in america was built for which ta- tax incentives for which the american dream is built around yeah uh, uh, two parents a man and a woman and their 2.5 children Exactly. exactly. Uh, living and isolated, not necessarily in a suburb that they moved to from somewhere else. Hey, hang yeah. on. Let's hang on a minute. What's up? I got to get her a drink. Ah. Oh, sorry. Well, I, so he, nice. So I, nice. Well, not nice because, um, well, he's my husband. And you know what? He's not. This isn't about him right now. Yeah. He, that, that's what I'm laughing at. I was Don't, like. The Don't hand signals that him. was going on was he like I, I thought there was like an emergency, and then I'm watching no. like no. the the gentleman, so the 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 loving husband, <laughs> literally climb through an obstacle course. But you know what though, he thought I was asking if he, I he thought I was asking him if he wanted a drink, and he's like, no, I'm good, and I was like, no, husband, get me one. So on ah. sucks. What we do is just drop our mic and go get a beer and crack absolutely. It the, uh, okay, go, well, you know? but I didn't want to miss out on this piece of conversation because yes, I, I might have I know, wanted I to add in, and Brian didn't necessarily need to add in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, wow, well, yeah, fair that's, enough. That's See? saying it right there. Uh, yeah. Getting a peek into uh, <laughs> this marriage right now, <laughs> Yo, we, which is an important part peaks. of the. You family. lived with us for two months, and you're here every week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so yeah, what were we saying about the nuclear family? Yeah, like it also yeah. it's t- wrapped up in the suburbs. This idea that you yeah. you can have a nuclear family that just plops down anywhere in America, in any suburb in America, and you're an isolated uh, little unit that. Um, the kid that and when you put that together in your head like how atomizing and isolating that is Mm -hmm. and for kids that means like you are now instead of being part of a community Mm -hmm. uh that you have a lot of access to a lot of different things maybe you go to school during the day but your your entire world is basically that like trip to school during the day and this Mm -hmm. box you live in with these two fucking probably crazy people who just happen to decide to have kids and then that's they're your only they're your only guardians, your only protection, your only mm-hmm. like uh, the people you learn everything from all your like intellectual and emotional development, like uh, especially, you know, yes, early and on. No, actually, what we do is they get all their emotional skills <laughs> and needs from us. And in that short, I, I'm going to sound like a fucking asshole, but we spend more time with those fucking children than their fucking parents do yeah, because yeah. we're with yeah. when, them all day when I got that, in those that was, critical blew my mind yeah critical moments and they just come home and either you've already made dinner or they come home and they're going to make dinner but they're with their kids for an hour hour and a half yeah you know, after they get home, put them to bed and then the day starts over and who wakes those kids up and gets them ready for school or their day? Us. Well, I mean, and so it's really shitty because there's this really weird thing as a parent, like, you know, you're a child's parent and as a child, you're like, that's my mommy, that's my daddy. They are 
these big beings in your life, right? Yes, Ben and I and other nannies and childcare workers are big in their life too, and we do a lot of work. But because they're parents, it seems to just wipe out anything else, right? So yeah. we do the, all of this work, and we instill all of these things, and the weekend comes, and it's fucking gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. because... And I, I hate to sound like an asshole again, and it's not me being like, well, I know about parenting better than anybody else. But the parents, it's too hard for them. Um, well, because they have other other jobs, too, yeah. right? Like, yep. there is this, like, you know, like, childcare in capitalism does not exist in a bubble right. outside of the other pressures. And yeah. Like I've I'm I'm a really cool guy, so of course I'm listening to an Eric Hobbs bomb book on audiobook, <laughs> and um, very very cool guy. But like I'm you know I'm like starting at the beginning of his four books, and it's like about the early industrial revolution and proto capitalism mm -hmm. and how you know I mean it's it's true you know like it's a Marxist cliche you know the whole like you know everything solid melts into air, but like that the transformation of these kinds of relationships and these kinds of needs that childcare fits are basically trying to fit these sort of biological needs that we have as humans from, you know, hunter gatherer and ag agricultural societies where just by that nature, you're living in sort of a more communal way or mm -hmm. sort of a way where you can kind of share that space more. But as you know, mm -hmm. the economy demands parents become more and more specialized and have to go do certain jobs that are uh, i'm i believe me i'm glad child labor does it uh, doesn't exist well <laughs> it doesn't exist legally but yeah you know i always say like, small hands yeah, do right. lots of small work uh, ironically exactly. it does still exist exactly. in america's tobacco fields legally which is yeah, fascinating totally, right? cut yeah. out in american law labor law right yeah. well i mean come on we got to protect the uh, commonwealth of virginia so. <laughs> if we don't got them smokes how are we going to look cool <laughs> exactly still <laughs> well still exactly yeah it seems like there's two things going on today then where you've got the either the nuclear family like a true nuclear family situation that is largely like going away in america mm -hmm. the real nuclear family like or the like idealized nuclear family i'll say where mm -hmm. you have yeah. A single family home where one parent is home with the kids, uh, right. providing it and doesn't work, um, and the kids don't need childcare outside of that, outside of school, mm -hmm. um, because there's a parent home in the, and that it, that's you know toxic and at, in its own way. But what now we have is a bunch of like everybody at every socioeconomic like level in this country. Um, trying to fake that in some way. Mm -hmm. So sure. it's either you are like some of your wealthier clients who mm. you've the, both parents have jobs and careers that they have this house that they have this kit that they're try that they're pretending is this nuclear family, mm -hmm. but really it doesn't work. So you they've got you know outside contractors coming in to do that parenting, mm -hmm. that family work for them. And then you've got everything down from there to um, all kinds of, but but the it's all sort of in everybody's mind. It's all based on how close can I get, or how can I mm -hmm. um, uh, work around, or uh, you know, 
everything is everything starts with the nuclear family because we have nothing mm-hmm. outside of that. So whatever yeah. concessions you're making uh, to the nuclear family, it, it is it still sort of starts around that. Even if yeah, like you know, I spent a lot of my uh, childhood in uh, at a daycare. You know, right? Um, well, yeah, for sure. Wrong with that? Well, uh, you know, you you had actually brought up ways that. Um, sort of people in sort of all over the socioeconomic ladder deal with, you know, not being able to sort of fulfill these unrealistic sort of, you know, very archaic and not even very like historically grounded ideas like the nuclear family, right? Like that's not exactly like a thing. That is the really the way things had been. Really, no. Try I mean, to tell an for, American that for even a hundred. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. But like, but like one thing that I've seen a lot that is honestly like really makes me sad is and uh, and believe me, makes me feel like a piece of shit <laughs> when I would get like food delivered and I would go out and meet the person to get it. Oh god! I saw mm. I saw kids in no. the car oh, all god. the time, yeah. all the all the time, like. And this is just another way that um, some of these jobs, you know, it's like, oh, we're offering flexibility. You can bring mm. your kid with you, you know, like, yeah, awful. like it's um, yeah. And it just sort of shows, you know, the uh, stressors that are on people because, you know, it's not just like obviously it's good for society to continue having humans. You know, I'm I'm a well, I'm pro I mean, human here. You know. Sorry. Um, okay, that's controversial on this part. Yeah, you know, in some <laughs> parts, parts of the left, maybe. But um, well, it's okay to keep having humans. I don't know about Americans, though. Oh, okay, there we go. There we go. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, uh, but the, but yeah, the Greg Ryan plan: one hundred Americans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's as many as the world. Cool. Needs. All right. All right. Well, we'll just keep on. <laughs> finally, I can finally live my Texan dream of. Said uh, seeding from America. Finally. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. So this, you know, these these pressures and the uh, these needs are not being met. And in that gap of, you know, people w- wanting to have children and honestly being socially encouraged to have children, mm-hmm. but then not actually being able to meet those needs in that in that gap is where a lot of you know, some state intervention, but growingly a lot of like not, you know, profit driven capital coming in. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know me and Bryn, we're going to try to do an episode on this. We're like trying to like be relatively focused with our with our our uh, themes because for each Mm -hmm. episode, because it's like so hard to like (laughs) narrow it down because there's so much fucking shit. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, you know, we both have worked at times for sort of some of these kinds of independent broker startup kind of things. Like I worked at mm-hmm. this thing called Helper. Yes, there's no, well, there's <laughs> one E. There's one E <laughs> where the E is, yeah, right? Yep. Um, and uh, it was really eye-opening and it was really bad. Like it was some disturbing shit because yeah. <laughs> you got to see really, like ob- obviously, you know, I got to kind of see the ways that people, um you know, that like, oh, it's interesting to see how like a tech company kind of like, you know, like, cre- you know, how they're going to innovate on childcare, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, again, it's awful. It's fucked up. It's dark. All yeah. that stuff. But uh, then you, yeah. but then I also kind of got to see how desperate a lot of 
families are yeah. and how, um, you know, some of these things are, are in lieu of like a childcare stipend or mm-hmm. as a lot of companies I think should do, um, having childcare just on um, site, honestly, I think that's mm-hmm. like a really good thing in a lot of ways. I have a friend who, whose husband works at Wizards of the Coast and they have like a childcare <laughs> center there, right? He used to send his kid there until uh, COVID. Um, Makes sense. And, <laughs> and, you know, and I'm sure they get to play with magic cards the whole time, which which, which to me <laughs> sounds awesome. But, um, you know, how now things like Helper and some of these, there's like mm. uh, other ones, they all have ridiculous. Yeah, like, like there's college nannies, there's helpers. College nannies, which there is where you worked, right? There was one that, like, yeah, and then there was one called Poppy. And, yes, Poppy. Um, I applied for Poppy, and, yeah, but Helper took but, me first, so. Yeah, and mm. so I used to be what was called a role model manager because for <laughs> college nannies, they weren't nannies. You're my role model, is, Brent, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> So when I applied for this job and I interviewed, what I was sold and told what my position would be, would be to be an advocate and a mentor for the nannies within our company, that company. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is great. I can, you know, use my, you know, many years and, and what I have in my toolbox to help new nannies. And then the first day came and I had my orientation with the other new gal and one of the first things that came out of the mouth of my boss at that time was uh, our lowest paying nannies are our best workers because they don't know any better. The ones that get paid the most, well, they know that they can go get a job for $30 an hour somewhere else. So yeah. they're not as good as the lowest paying ones. And it's, it made my heart drop into my stomach. And I, I, I should have just walked out the door at that time, I lasted about two months because it was the most horrific fucking shit on the planet. Uh, just overworking these poor, underpaid childcare workers. And you're right. You know, you mentioned families. Something that you noticed um, working for Helper is that families are desperate, mm-hmm. and families are fucking desperate. Yeah. I mean, I was doing. I mean, Brian can attest to this. I mean, I was working until fucking midnight some nights just scheduling and trying to place care workers nannies with families that like their kids were sick or something happened and they needed last minute child care because like you said this is a like a stipend or a um a benefit in a lot of of workplaces um and it's called buka backup care assistance yes Um, yeah yeah and um yeah, it's it's a fucking really rotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. I think it's just disgusting well, and rotten. Well, and the uh, the fact of the matter is, and this is why we need state intervention is is that it's kind of like we have a we we have simultaneously like a an abundance of supply and demand, but we don't have enough money. Like mm-hmm. be, because these are not things that with how much people are paid, e- even like you know middle-class people can really afford to pay nannies well enough to actually so it's it's like this is why we need some sort of massive you know wealth redistribution or honestly probably like just like a uh you know we in our most recent episode that that's going to come out soon we talked about head start and kind of like Mm -hmm. how that maybe started as a 
very promising, you know, possible way to get to universal childcare, Mm -hmm. but just due to like austerity and honestly, just the timing of just how like the greater world economy was going, it just had to become more means tested and became less and less universal because of neoliberal austerity. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's uh, and and like this is why I think we really desperately need, you know, to like not be depending on non profits or God forbid Jeff Bezos to personally build a <laughs> childcare center like in oh, my neighborhood, God. which like Ugh. Jesus fucking Christ, Ugh. I still think I should apply there, but I'm I just no, oh, don't do it. Don't <laughs> I just feel it. like it would be so funny. I don't know why, Ugh. like. No, they probably wouldn't even hire me. Tell us stories. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I think the thing that's interesting, right? I mean, you talk about you know we have supply and demand, but we have no money. But Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like the healthcare debate, right? Where you go back to very similar, where there's shit tons of money. It's just all getting eaten up by private property Uh or by private profit, right? I mean, the the college nannies thing is this thing that I don't think that maybe people who don't have kids or maybe aren't actively purchasing childcare understand. Is it's just a temp worker scheme. Right. Oh, they absolutely. they find absolutely. they find people who need money. They just pay Uber. them. Um, yeah, they pay them as little as possible while they receive a huge. You know, mm-hmm. So the the person who's receiving the nanny is paying a shit ton of money. Oh yes, exactly. it's just the nanny doesn't get any of it. Right. No, right. not at all. Which is exactly. the because, thing at your preschool, right? A preschool. Yeah. Char- I mean, uh, anybody who has kids knows how much preschool charge. But go see what the teachers get paid. Yeah, we don't get paid shit. You know? yeah, I, I mean, no. so this, yeah. it's, it's all getting swallowed in the private so hands. Working for know? the college nannies, right? Like, I would have made a commission had I stayed there longer. Mm-hmm. Like your recruiters, like your a managers. bonus for every kid that just doesn't die. <laughs> no, for every family <laughs> that you can rope in within there, or how many. Yeah. Um, uh, clients or how many um, contracts that you can bring in mm-hmm. um, or how many nannies that you can retain and get to work far more hours than is healthy or legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. yeah. When it's creating these like huge pools of private profit and mm-hmm. I mean, just like healthcare, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if we just took that money out of the profit Mm-hmm. side of the equation and just plowed it into the actual service, it probably actually could have universal child care, right? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, it, totally. It probably easily be funded, but because of how it's done, right, it is creating a industry that turns large profits, but it's also forcing it to where the child care is only at the upper end of the income spectrum, yep. right? You got to have a lot of money oh, yeah. to pay for private child yep. care so that your, you know, kids can be watched yeah. after by people making minimum wage, right? right. Yeah. Or, or you can do like a crazy nanny share like I'm <laughs> in right now where it's yeah. like, it's, it's, it's like probably too many kids, but it's just oh, yeah. the only, it's the only yeah. way. You have to pull yeah. resources. I mean, it's very well, 19th which, century, exactly. really. At the same time, oh, yeah. you're like... I, I don't know exactly how much per hour Ben makes, but I know it's not enough. Let us know, Ben. How much Three is it? Three kids <laughs> uh, whatever an hour. I will say this. When the when people heard about the uh, job on a nanny board and the original offer they viewed was not enough. I got mm-hmm. more, so it's not, you know, it's a little right. more complicated. But it is like, yeah. it is a thing that is like, it's really, it's kind of, it's just like an unsustainable setup, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, it is just that, you know, like, and I, I think that's why I'm um, even more doubtful about the amount of money that can even 
be I, I don't know right. like like I I I totally get that these like big I mean obviously there's mm. like bright her uh, uh-huh. Risons, you know, Which, like that in and of itself <laughs> makes a shit ton of money. Oh, yeah. Well, I know a few folks college work, nannies man, are now sucked. connected, or they were when I was working there, was connected to Bright Horizons, which Perfect. is where Buka comes from. <laughs> Perfect. So, Perfect. Yep. Great. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I cannot wait until they get big enough to sponsor the 2024 Democratic Convention, like oh, how Jesus Uber Christ. did in 2016. But it's a whole other, <laughs> I mean, whole those other. Fucking, like issue. college nannies, helpers, they are the Uber of child care oh absolutely and they are and this is why i kind of feel like and not that like like i think fighting for medicare for all is still something that 100 percent needs to happen um but it's a thing that i worry that if you know because like we only have so many resources and so many issues and we have like you know like you know street movements that are calling for you know like obviously you guys talk a lot about defunding the police and massive structural change with the justice system. But I feel like every day that we don't have a universal child care system, these companies are just getting a little bit more power, Mm -hmm. a little bit more money, a little bit more buy-in. And then it's going to be like with us trying to get rid of Medicare for all, where people are just constantly being like, yeah, but all these people work in this industry, you know, being the blood suckers. Like, what are you going to do for the blood suckers? Or they'll like, become they another massive too. donor to the Democratic Party. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yep. uh, well, so maybe this is a good way to, like, uh, run our last leg here of this discussion. Um, I mean, you've... So you've... You guys have talked about the need for state intervention, but, you know, like we've seen with Medicare for All, at least in this cycle, uh, that... <laughs> that all seems to be foreclosed. Like, yeah. um, that, mm-hmm. that seems to be a dead end for now. Um, the, you know, like we were just saying, like the debates were basically about like who hates the left the most, right. uh, <laughs> two candidates who can be farthest from Bernie Sanders. Um, that was really the purpose of Joe Biden's like, you know, existence is, you know, foreclosing the possibility of Medicare for all much less anything mm-hmm. else. So, <laughs> If that's not at least, you know, in the near future, a possibility, what is a possible future to look at? Is there a is there a potential in organizing childcare workers and uh. building power that way? <laughs> is it more about like from the opposite end? Uh, organizing other workers mm. and having childcare um, as a plank on the demands um, in other industries. I so, think, meaning like if you have yeah. power in a workplace, right. yeah. demanding that you I have childcare on site, is you know, actually the one way that would be more like even possible because, as Ben also knows that, um, so the the. The year or the time that you guys had us on, they had just passed a bill in Washington State, the domestic workers bill Mm -hmm. um, for, you know, mandatory paid time off and sick leave and breaks and blah, 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 um, which seems all great and grand. Right. You're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Only it's it's bullshit. It's um, because domestic workers are not allowed to unionize. So we could not. Um, organize. I mean, I guess we can, but it would it's, be very. It's like difficult. one of those. Yeah, it's like so hard. Um, just mean? because you're not bargaining with just like one 
person or even like one sector in the way mm-hmm. that you could, right? Like, uh, yeah, so like you, which, which really sucks, which would mean like if, if we were looking at trying to sort of build like worker power in this world, it would have to be at probably at a place like Bright Horizons, honestly. Mm -hmm. So if uh, anyone wants to salt there, that would be awesome. And any Um, whiff of that, though, every single one of those people would be fucking fired. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, I like the idea of um, making it sort of a thing that is sort of um, factored in in the same way that things like health insurance and higher wages and worker protections are. Another thing that I do think there could be some site for, especially for those, um, you know, focusing on the, you know, the, the barren waste that is electoral politics. And (laughs) I know people love to rag on this guy and I love to rag on him too. He's like the ultimate Brooklyn dad, uh, (laughs) Bill Dia Blasio. He did pass in, um, New York, a universal pre-K program, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which basically just extends what public school is from five-year-olds to to four-year-olds. And I think sort of adding things like that in in municipal and uh, like state levels might be, especially if we have, honestly, even if we have like a democratic controlled, you know, federal government, um, I think that is a place that, for instance, if you're in a place like Seattle, um, it would be very good to focus on things like that just because um, that is something that I that we can point to very effectively. Although, honestly, we can also just point to the fact that if you go to like Quebec, it's like eight eight dollars a day for drop in care. So like it's (laughs) it is actually totally possible. But um, yeah, so that's another route. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, um, you guys, you know, seem to be skeptical about the at least near term possibility of uh, mass organization of child care workers. But I am hoping that uh, Red Diaper Baby, the new podcast, can (laughs) be be the vehicle for that, Uh, you know, rather than start a... You know, a Discord server, you Mm -hmm. guys can just start a... uh, the Red Diaper Baby uh, Child Killer Guild. I, yes, I, I hope so. Um, I was just telling Ben yesterday when we recorded. Um, so I I joined this um, Seattle Nannies um, like group, <laughs> Facebook group, yes. this group. Ah, and it's supposed drama. to be like, you know, oh, yes. supporting each other and whatnot. And I told Ben about it and he joined it. And so we were talking yesterday about something and he was like, oh, yeah. And, you know, within our group, I was like, no, I was kicked out of that. Um, and he's <laughs> like, why? Well, because I was too radical, because I was trying to organize all the nannies. I was too political and too radical. So oh I got booted. I no. got booted. How? Uh, penetrated by QAnon was this particular uh, <laughs> not really not really sadly oh, there there has been this one nanny who seems very nice I think mm-hmm. she's she's constantly posting her like her like raps in the group but also she's been posting a lot <laughs> about how much weed she smokes and worried that people <laughs> Hell yeah. and Hell I don't know yeah. if I'm breaking protocol by bringing that up but I just found it really really funny that rules and yes, also that like yeah, I mean, I get it. It's like a private thing. And also, like, I don't care. Like, but also, and it's like legal here, but it's just like, just, just honestly, just like 
the more you post about it, the more guilty you are. So if you don't post well, yeah. about it, you're not guilty. So just yeah. don't post about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing about that group is like, I think it's a fantastic and lovely idea. Uh, but like the administrators of it, they fancy themselves these um, very progressive people. Yet they're just like extremely like center, almost right. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Seattleites. Yeah. I mean, it is Seattle area nannies persona. It is Seattle area plus nanny. Yeah. Perfect. Say no more. Say no more. Well, and it is yeah. that. Maybe you've uh, heard of a podcast called Seattle Sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I have. Yeah. And it is that uh, meme, right? You know, libs hate the left more than they hate the right. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's a reality. I mean, you know, wor working in any of these groups, I mean, you can go to a machine shop and talk to the guys oh, there. Sure. It's just as big. It has all the same obstacles because there's just no class consciousness in America nope. uh, at a yeah. time when it's desperately needed. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, hopefully, uh, Red Diaper Babies uh, helps to bring it. You know, help, yeah. hopefully, it, help, it helps to create hope. This is what I hope for you guys. I hope that your baby, or your baby, your baby, your podcast. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, hope that baby. your podcast. Baby, I got. I hope your podcast <laughs> converts a couple to communism. Then they have sex while listening to your podcast, and then nine months later. A red diaper baby is born. Well, yes. that child oh will then be <laughs> when our, that. Yeah, when that act, if that ever happens, when that yeah, happens, I, and they, they they don't need to be listening. Wow, that's well, no, no, they do. No, they have to be. That's the conception story. I do Ooh, not yeah. like I'm not, the idea. Yeah, yeah. They I don't want so somebody having on. sex to our voices. They not like the. They get, <laughs> no, they get so turned on by the red horizon that they see oh. when they listen to your podcast. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they, they finally believe there's a future. Oh, oh, oh God. God. Absolutely oh. not. Okay, Sorry. but no, that's I'm gonna say, knowing that there are definitely people out there turned on by each of your voices, <laughs> would you consider well, you cutting a duet album for people to conceive their um, children? Red diaper babies. We could too. think about it. I mean, you know. Okay, we'll what think I, about it. What I hope for your podcast is that it becomes rapidly very internationally popular, <laughs> and that it. That uh, Bryn becomes like you know an internet left uh, childcare <laughs> sensation. Exactly. That we... this causes major jealousy and strife in I mean, their new uh, podcaster marriage. I mean, Brian was already <laughs> yelling before we even recorded our first episode. There's only room for one past podcaster oh, no. in this house. I'm sorry. I know guys. he was I'm like, sorry. no, no, Brian. He, you know, he's putting. He's in, very sad he's, about uh, it. He's a man of letters and a a man of uh, podcast ranting. He's put in these years, you know, you know I, slowly climbing kept, up to seventy three patrons. Be a kept uh, podcaster husband <laughs> yes, and a yes. stay at home cat dad. Perfect. I mean, yes, that's the dream. Yes, it's it, a dream. That is the dream. I'd love nothing more. I know. I mean, I'm just trying to do that for him as a loving wife. Uh huh. I would I would uh, record podcasts for my cat where <laughs> none of the equipment's plugged in and it's all just directed at the cat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh yes, he doesn't know that's what this is. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know that that's pretty much a full episode. We didn't get to the segment where I talk about the hit my you know long term feelings of 
about wanting children, being good around <laughs> kids, how much kids like me, how I've uh, come in the last several years for reasons um, global and personal to the uh, realization that I do not want children. And so, but that I mean, we're just, we just won't donate. You want to pick up our, so. our cat childs? I mean, Uncle Greg, what he would pick up our cat, his yeah. nephew. He can't even. Yeah, he can't even watch a cat. I know. What is he do? Well, I, was, I fed the cat. I you fed did, the cat. but you were supposed to snuggle him and hold him. Cats can't live know, off cats, food alone. Cats, yeah, they need love. Well, I will say that <laughs> I'm not convinced that cat even knows you're a living person when you're holding it. Um, yeah, pretty yes, much. she does. <laughs> well, I will say, you know, on, a, on a somewhat serious note, sort of as we head out, you know. Me and Brim were talking about this the other day, but you were at this very interesting time in the United States where, you know, we can look around. I'm in my very late 30s. You're in your mid 30s. Right. Mm -hmm. And we can look around at everybody that we know and almost none of them have kids. No. And despite all the jokes that we make on the left about like breeders or whatever, uh, that is a bad sign, I think, uh, historically for society when uh, they just stop having children all together. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to have, like, not, you know, just, like, enough to, like, just, like, one for every two. Like, if (laughs) we can keep that up, even. And, you know, we're, like, looking like Japan in the uh, 90s. Like, it's not good. Yeah, Yeah. and and it says something, I think, very interesting about where we're at in this country. And I look forward to hearing you guys uh, dissect what that meaning is. It's fine, because by the time... Like, we're old, and there's no one of a younger generation to take care of us. We will have perfected the robot caretaker technology that the Japanese have been working on for so long. Yeah. It's, that, it, it's that dog <laughs> that, like, injects you with fucking uh, just something to, to kill you. you know? Hydrochloroquine. <laughs> yeah, it's a robot dog who <laughs> just injects it straight into your heart. Or so you it could be, like, um, what's the marshmallow guy that's super cute? From um, Stay Puffed Marshmallow, Kirby yeah. Michelin Man. No, it's the uh, um, it's Ryan. You maybe watch it. He was like the little marshmallow healthcare oh, guy. Oh, from the uh, the the movie, Sup- the, not Super the Eight movie. Or, I, don't, I don't remember what it is. Yeah, called. I don't know. Yeah. He was adorable. Big Hero I, Six. Hero Six. Hero Six. Um, if it's gonna be anything, I want oh, it right, to be like yeah. the adorable Hero Six yeah. taking care of kids. It'll be an adorable, inflatable personal healthcare consultant who just wraps his arms around you and slowly smothers you to death, Stop like the second at sixty. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> the shotguns existed for uh, long enough. We don't need all this technology <laughs> to do that. Okay. <laughs> oh. Well. Um, just want to say thank you for having us on. Yeah, yeah guys, thank thanks guys. for coming on. Um, I've heard the first episode. It's great. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to uh, more episodes diving into, yeah, the history um, and present of childcare in this hell world that we live in. Yeah, the real test is, you know... Will people come back for the second episode? No, no, no. The real test in <laughs> podcasting is, will you come back for the yeah, third episode? No shit. That yeah. actually is the real yeah. test. That's, yeah. that's the real Having test. Having had a few <laughs> aborted podcasts with friends, um, that's absolutely the real test. Well, but ben I think I we're have committed. A milli- oh, we're committed. because We you've have done too two, many notes. Oof. Once we you've have, done two, yeah. you'll do a hundred. That's the rule. We have far too many notes. <laughs> far too. Our like topic list is like a mile fucking long. Like there's it's too much. Oh, and it's, it's so much. Well, you spent eighteen months developing it on yeah. chalkboards <laughs> and Ben's yeah, apartment. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, well, so 
Where can uh, it is? It's a great show, and yeah. And where can people find it? Uh, go to rdbshow.com. Uh, it has like links to all the different versions. It's that's, on. That's rgbshow.com. I bought that Doma main name like a day before you she did. died. You did. <laughs> Hilarious to me. So Brian's ridiculous. making that joke like sense. Uh, oh, I was like, okay, good. Shut great. up. Um, yeah, so rdb. Uh, show. show.com um, at RDB show pod. Um, yeah, and you can get Twitter. it on uh, Spotify and all the other Spotify, Podbean. Yeah. What other ones can we get it on? Um, he's, he's the technical man on this uh, project. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best. I like fucked up with multiple shows that I made. So I'm like, I'm learning, I'm using all these lessons and I'm trying to be, I'm, I'm trying to do better. I'm doing better. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do better. No, so. I'm just riding oh, yeah. the wave of his knowledge. Yeah. All your lessons. Oh, <laughs> you're 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 our expert researcher. Without you, yes. without you, I would just talk about all the times like well, I had like poop get on my face. I so. don't even have a job right now. I've so never been that's the nanny, but I've had poop on my face at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, who hasn't? Uh, and what about uh, Unpopular Front? Uh, still ongoing. You know, it's it's kind of on on hiatus just for the time being. Okay, I'm like kind of I've I've I sort of have become like a recurring guest on a friend at a New Orleans show. Good morning, comrade. Oh, so okay. I'm kind of like doing that kind of stuff there now. Um, it, we'll see, we'll see. Once once we kind of get uh you know red diaper baby going, who knows? Maybe I'll crank that back up. But uh, yeah, right now. Everything Ben Yudishin is red diaper baby related. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got to make that yeah. uh, podcast money. We got to get that up. Gotta you know, get... our spouses need to be kept spouses through our podcast money. Yeah, exactly. Money. Exactly. Oh, that would be great. That would, that would be nice. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. No, no. <laughs> I know Greg hopes for it, too, because he likes to eat at our house and likes my well, cooking. Greg's so. going to be the oh, K- Greg's going to be the Cato Kalen to our success story. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Craig's <laughs> 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 face right now. <laughs> oh, fuck it! I'm adopting. I need something to love. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> all right. Well, should we get out of here? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, thank all right you so guys. Yeah. Well, bye. Thank bye, you. Everybody. Bye, everybody.